Is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Well, check off your to-do list at Macy's. I mean, I love weddings. Don't you love weddings? I love going to a wedding, but you have to be really careful with how you get dressed for a wedding because, all right, we all know you're not supposed to wear white, right? You can't wear white unless they tell you to wear white. And you really don't want to wear black because if you wear black, unless they tell you to wear black, then it feels like you're going to a funeral maybe, or you're depressed. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. You have to be really careful about what you're going to wear to a wedding. So pulling together the perfect wedding look, not that easy. But when you go to Macy's, they've got the latest spring dresses, shoes, and jewelry by the way, even skincare and makeup. So you can pull together a look for any dress code. I love one-stop shopping and Macy's has it all. They've got your glow up covered. So fabulous. All the things you need all in one spot. Check out Macy's wedding shop to help you get celebration ready at macy's.com slash wedding shop. Brought to you by Hyundai and the 2022 Tucson and Santa Fe plug-in hybrid EVs. Learn more about the widest range of electrified vehicles at HyundaiUSA.com. This is Heather Dubrow's world, and now you can live in it two times a week right here on Podcast One. Welcome back, everybody. Um, cool show today. Whitney Cummings is going to be here in a little bit. Um, I'm very disorganized today. I don't really know what's going on with me. I've got like a thousand papers when I really only need like three of them, so I don't know what's going on there. Um, I feel like I didn't fill you guys in on Coco's back situation, but did I tell you what happened? Did I tell you guys? Well, she so her back was hurting her. And I, from softball, I think. And then I took her to the chiropractor. Now, I just want to say, historically, I really don't, I never really believed in chiropractors. I think it's like witch doctory. But there's this guy, Dr. J. I'm sorry if you're a chiropractor. I apologize. I know a lot of people love their chiropractor. I just, for me, crack the neck. I just, I worry about being paralyzed. I know it's probably crazy. It probably doesn't happen. Does it happen? I don't know. I'm just saying, I apologize if you're a chiropractor, you love yours. Fabulous. Go with God. But. For me, not so much. But Dr. G, he's really good and he stretches you and does all this cool stuff. So I took her there and he said that her spine was compacted and he worked on her a little bit, but her it still hurt. So I took her to the orthopedic surgeon, um, Mike Weinstein, and he is just brilliant. And uh, he looked at her and he did an x-ray. She actually has like a tiny, tiny little bit of scoliosis. Nothing he said that needs to be treated but just watched. And then he said she had a sprain. So he gave her all these exercises and he told me to get her this exercise ball. Okay. I don't know why it took me getting Coco an exercise ball for me to like have this moment, but have you ever rolled your back out on an exercise ball? Oh my God. It's the best thing ever. It's so nice. You just roll it out. It stretches your back out. It is Amazing. I'm highly, highly recommending this. And then he gave her some exercises to do, which are pretty simple. I mean, you know, just sort of like lying on the floor, lifting your arms, pushing yourself up like into a cobra position, child's pose, that kind of thing. And she feels so much better. It's really good. She's, by the way, she's really enjoying softball. Um, and I, and what I think is so cool about it. You know, she's always been athletic. She's not, I mean, this is her first time playing softball. I'm not going to tell you she's like a prodigy or anything, but she does well. But what I really love about it is I love watching her with her teammates. 
in the in the dugout and they do like these cheers and things. And I, I you know, when I think about her, I don't really think of her as being a big joiner. She gets kind of embarrassed by things. And I don't know. I, I I'm just I love that she has you know, formed these friendships. I I just think team sports are so good, you know, and even if it's not your main sport, there's just something great about belonging to a team. And I, now that I'm saying it out loud, I realize that all of the schools that my kids go to have no cut rules, which is great because I think there is so much to be said for being a part of a team. Even if you're, you know, you're not going to be pro and you're not like a huge athlete. I just, you know, I think it's cool. Um, I, so I, I had my nails done and I was sitting with Max and I ended up putting on this orange color and I was sort of going back and forth and back and forth. And then I finally picked this, or I'm like, what do you think? She's like, no, it's good. Do it. It's good. And then I thought, it, is this like glowing in the dark? Is this, I, I don't know. And I thought I was going to hate it. And now I kind of love it. But then I started thinking about like, why is it so hard to pick a nail color? It's like we're getting married. It's like, it's like choosing a spouse. You know, you, you go back and forth. What do you think? What am I wearing this week? I don't know. I just kind of jumped in. Now, the only thing I'm worried about, though, is that Mother's Day is this weekend and they're orange. And, you know, I always tend to wear black and then I'm going to look, look like Halloween. So I guess I'm not going to wear black. Is that shocking? I do have this very cool like tan dress. Maybe I'll do that. I'm not sure. Let's see if it fits. And then I'll figure that out. Um, Lots of questions about my new adventure with Nikki. Uh, We're having so much fun. Um, I think I talked about it a little bit yesterday, but we're having so much fun, you know, finding places to rehab and, and the process and just talking about it with him and text each other and call each other during the day. It's, it's really, it's such a, ugh, it's so fun. I just love my kids so much. By the way, the books I gave them to fill out for Mother's Day, remember they're like the fill in the blank, what I love about mom. Max is already done. Nikki's working on his and Coco started hers. I don't know what's going on with Kat, but I have to say, I think, I think that that's kind of going I think that's going well. So I'm hoping that it's just easy. You know, it's funny. I was talking to Lindsay about an hour ago and she, I thought she had the most fabulous Mother's Day plan and it kind of all fell through. Unfortunately, her, her wedding anniversary is the same weekend as Mother's Day. That was a bad plan, but you know, she had this whole great plan and now she's changing it. It's funny, but we were talking about the fact that yeah, it's Mother's Day and it's important and you know, we want to be honored and we want to honor our mothers. But you know what? Not And this is what we we're just saying. It's like not every event is going to be epic. Not every holiday is going to be the best. It's just like everything. There's ebbs and flows. So she asked me, so are you super excited about your plans? Do you think they're perfect? And I was like, no, I think that they're mellow and I think they're appropriate. And I'm glad that we're separating Terry's mom and doing something separate with her. And I'll have my kids alone for the first time. Oh, no, that's not true. I had them alone last year in the pandemic. That was amazing. But last year was so unexpected and epic. You know what? Mellow this year. I think I think it's good. I think it's appropriate. And um, I'm looking forward to it. But I'm not like, wow, this is going to be the best ever. I just feel like, yeah, this is good. I like it. What's going on in the news, peeps? Well... I will tell you what's going on in the news. Did you see, or do you guys know that I'm obsessed? You know I'm obsessed with Britney Spears, right? 
So I follow her on Instagram. I've been to her concert. I met her, um, took a picture. So I'll watch anything about her. And I did watch the, that documentary about her. And she posted an Instagram calling the documentaries about her hypocritical. And I totally agreed with her. She said that the documentaries, she was like, you know, the entertainment industry has had such a negative effect on her life. And here the media is still focusing on her life now and saying how horrible the media has been to her, but yet it is the media that is making all of these, you know, documentaries, and all these things. And so she thinks it's hypocritical. I agree. Look, if you, if you think it's horrible that no one will leave her alone, leave her alone. She said she's happy. Leave her alone. She dances. She has fun. She's got a boyfriend. She's got her kids. Leave her alone. Uh, she's scheduled to go back to court. She's going to speak about her conservatorship in June. All I care about, honestly, she has made it clear in my inexpert opinion, but I think she's made it clear that she wants someone else other than her dad to be in charge of her money and her, you know, estate and everything. And so I think she should have that, you know, come on. Um, did you see Will Smith's uh, body? Oh my God, hilarious. First of all, Will Smith uh, like changed the whole Instagram game. He's just, he's so funny and his Instagram game is huge. I mean, his videos and everything, they're really, really good. Uh, but I loved that he posted photos of himself in the worst shape of his life. So, okay, so obviously he's promoting his, this thing on YouTube that he's doing. He's doing a fitness journey, but it was great. He was talking about grazing through the pantry. He can't have any more midnight muffins, but it was all about like the pandemic bod. I thought that was just absolutely hilarious because, I mean, honestly, who who can't relate to this, right? I mean, I mean, we all gained weight, let's be honest, or got out of shape or whatever. It was, you know, it was, we all did. So I love that he posted that. I think it's super cool. I think it made me love him even more, uh, completely relatable. But, then, you know, then I saw Mark Wahlberg uh, has gained 20 pounds. So Mark is like a huge gym guy. And he, so he's training these people and he's got, you know, he's part of F45 and, and all this stuff. And he gets up at like, I don't know, 3am to work out, which I think is insane, but look at his body. And so I guess he had to gain like 20 or 30 pounds for a part for a movie role that he's doing. So now he's got the dad bod going on. So I wonder when I look at the pictures of Will Smith, I'm like, did you really graze through the pantry? Or is it like Aladdin 2? Or what's going on? Did you need a Buddha belly? What was going on? I don't know. But I still love it. I love that he's sharing it. I still think he's adorable. And by the way, he really doesn't look that bad. It's not like he gained, you know, 50 pounds. You know, it's a few pounds. He's cute. More to hug. Did you hear about this woman? Oh my gosh. Did you hear about this woman that gave birth on an airplane recently? She was 29 weeks pregnant and had no idea that she was pregnant. All right. Can we just break that down for a second, people? How do you not know you're pregnant? I mean, I've heard stories like this before, but I have four kids. You know when you're pregnant. Like, that's just crazy. Were there absolutely zero signs? Did she gain no weight? I mean, like no belly, 29 weeks to me, just starting right there is crazy, but here she is. I mean, I'm just trying to picture this. She's on this flight from Salt Lake city to Honolulu. She's 29 weeks pregnant and goes into labor 
and there happens to be a doctor on board and three NICU nurses. I mean, what are the chances of that? That is just crazy. And so what I heard was, is that, or what I read was that they used microwaved water bottles to keep the baby warm and they used an Apple watch to monitor the baby's heart rate. I mean, 29 weeks is really early. I mean, to have three NICU nurses and a doctor there, I mean, it's just crazy. So baby and mom, totally fine, healthy and happy. But what was so hilarious is if you look at the pictures, if you go online and look at the pictures, (coughs) excuse me, cut that out. If you go online and look at the pictures, if you, they're, we're there with the baby and the mom and the nurses and everything and everyone else on the plane it's like business as usual. They got their headsets on, their AirPods in, they're watching movies. It's hilarious. It's like this crazy thing is going on and everyone's just like, you know, hanging out, eating their peanuts. Hilarious. Oh my gosh. So funny. On a totally separate note. All right. This is sort of crazy, but when you go into a public restroom, do you choose what stall you go in on purpose? Meaning. If you go into a public restroom and there's like three stalls, do you not use the first stall because you feel like it's the closest one and so that one's the most used? Am I crazy? I'm thinking about this for two reasons. First of all, while we were at softball practice or at the game yesterday or the day before, we went into the bathroom and I was like, Coco, go to the bathroom before the game. And she was like, well, is it a prison toilet? I'm like, what do you mean? Is it a prison drug? She's like, you know, the the metal one. I was like, oh, right. Oh my God. It's so funny. So a lot at a lot of the parks, they have the prison toilet, right? There's no lid on it. It's just a silver, cold, hideous toilet sticking out of the wall. And she was right. It was the prison toilet. So, but at least they had seat covers. So that was, that was an upgrade. But anyway, but it started me thinking like, The first stall is like the go-to stall because it's the closest to the door. Do you skip that one and go to one that might be used less? What do you do? Then, do you use a seat cover? I I might need to do a poll about this. I don't know. Tell me what you do. Do you use a seat cover? I hope you all use a seat cover. And if there's no seat cover, do you use toilet paper as a makeshift one? Yes, I hope you do that too. But even though you use that, do you hover or do you sit on it? I'm curious. I actually do the double seat cover thing. And unless it's really putrid, I'll sit on two seat covers. But if it's horrifying, I'll do the two seat covers and then hover. So that was that. And then, okay, this might be TMI, but I'm going to just say it anyway. Well, it's not really TMI. It's just kind of gross. When I, when we were at Canyon Ranch, we were um, at the desk asking for something and I needed to use the bathroom. So I go into the restroom and I have to say one of the things about wearing masks now is that, you know, you don't have to, you don't, not getting germs. You don't smell anything. It's fine. Right. But I go into this bathroom. It's a two stall bathroom and it smells so bad. Like someone went in there and had like a total colon blow. I mean, it was just like disgusting. And so I go in there, I'm like, ugh, but like I'm in there by myself. I got my mask on. I quickly go to the bathroom, number one, come out, wash my hands. And as I'm washing my hands, someone walked in. Oh my gosh. And then I had that moment of, oh, they're smelling it now too. And now they're going to think it's me. What do you do? Do you 
do you say something? Do you not say something? Do you run out? Do you go, oh my God, I know it smells in here. That wasn't me. Like, what do you do? I will tell you, I did nothing, but I stood there thinking, do I do it? Do I, do I say something? Do I not say something? What do I do? What do I do here? So, all right. I didn't say anything, but now this person probably thinks that I had a total disgusting, um, you know, stinky colon blow. So I didn't. If you're listening, I did not. You're listening to Heather Dubrow's World. For women who suffer from any of the broad range of peri or postmenopausal symptoms, who want safe and effective non-drug solutions they can trust, only Bonafide creates proprietary natural medical products that have earned the uncompensated recommendation of over eight thousand three hundred doctors to their patients on an ongoing basis. You guys, I seriously love, love, love their products. If you're looking for something that has no hormones, it is totally safe and over the counter, you've got to give Bonafide a try today. No hormones, no prescription required. Real relief without compromise. To get 20% off your first purchase when you subscribe to any product, go to hellobonafide.com slash Heather and use promo code Heather. That's hellobonafide, dot com slash Heather and use code Heather for 20% off at checkout. For best prices and free shipping, go directly to hellobonafide.com slash Heather website. This is their best offer anywhere, so check it out and use promo code Heather. Now, back to Heather Dubrow's world. Another thing about Lindsay, she posted this thing about Disneyland last week, and so now my kids are dying to go, and it's only open to California residents right now, so it's not really as crowded and everything, so I think think I might take them. We'll see how that goes. Um, oh, did you see the thing about Ben Affleck? All right, this, this was kind of funny. So there's this influencer... I hope I'm saying her, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, Navine J. Okay. So, all right. Well, let me back up. You know how like there's dating apps like match.com or there's um, Tinder, you know, where you swipe and all this. Well, there's one for celebrities and it's called, I think it's called Raya, right? Is that what it's called? I think it's called Raya. So some of us don't use that. We're married, but I believe it's, yeah, it's called Raya. Okay. So anyway, so you try to get matched, right? So you put up your profile and you try to get matched. So Navine J saw Ben Affleck's and she thought it was a fake account. She thought someone was like messing with her. So she hit unmatch and he went and sent her a video on Instagram basically saying, uh, it's me, don't unmatch me. And the whole thing just went totally viral. I mean, I think that's so funny. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Naveen. Naveen, Jay, I apologize. I got your name wrong. I'm so, so sorry. But my producers just texted me and said it's Naveen. Naveen, you're gorgeous. And I thought what you did was hilarious. And I'm sorry I mispronounced your name. I think it's funny. I like this trend that people, when they make mistakes, they post them. Like when um, Adam Sandler went to IHOP and he went in there and the hostess said, uh, you know, it's a 30-minute wait. And so he and his daughter left and then she realized it was Adam Sandler. Although I do have to say, I mean, that's what happens. You walk in, it's a 30-minute wait, you go away. Look. I get that you're Adam Sandler, but other people are waiting too. Do you get to skip the line? 
maybe call ahead. That's all I'm saying. I don't know. Um, so that's basically what's going on in the world today. Again, Whitney Cummings is coming on in a little bit, which is going to be super fun. I hope that, um, everyone was really excited when they heard the, the, the winners of the giveaway yesterday. It's so fun. I can't wait to send you the gift bags. Make sure you, uh, DM us. So we know either at Heather Dubrow's world on Instagram um, it's Heather Dubrow's world. Okay. So you go on Instagram and we have no posts. That's a problem, but go follow it. I'll start posting there and, uh, Heather Dubrow's world. Um, okay. So anyway, you can do it there or just go to at Heather Dubrow and DM me your address so we can get that to you. Hey, hip- all right. I got to turn on my camera for this. Here we go. All right. So hip is hottest newest. Now this is something that I've actually talked about before, but I wanted to talk about it more in depth and, and sort of show it to you. So this is something I discovered called Boozy Bites, all right? So Boozy Bites, it's really cool. So it, what they are is it, it's like these, well, let me sh- I'm going to hold one up while I speak so I can show you. So what it is, well, let me open this here. So this is what it looks like when you get a big pack here. You can't see it, but I'm going to post a picture of this. So they they come, I got an assorted flavor here. And what it looks like is it looks like a little champagne coupe glass uh, made out of plastic. And you take the top off, tells you this one is citrus punch. And then you peel the little protective thing back. And then what you do is you twist the bottom of the glass and you push it up like, like one of those old fashioned push-up pops. And then you... You just slurp it. So you don't, you know, like with a jello shot, you got to like squish it or, and it's really messy and stuff. I don't know. Maybe you don't do jello shots. Did you not go to college people? Okay. So anyway, so you slurp it up and then that's it. They're actually kind of fabulous and delicious. And you can add whipped cream on top or a little cotton candy, which they'll show you on their website. But I, I wanted to tell you a little more about it. They're vegan. This is very, very good because, you know, gelatin is made from bones. And if that grosses you out, which it does me, um, they are vegan. So it's not made from bones. So they're vegan gelatin push pops. They're made with seaweed. There's no animal products and they're gluten-free. But listen, they do not taste like seaweed. They're just, they're so delicious. Look, I'm going to hold up this little rosé one. They're so cute and they're so, so yummy. Um, And they're... I don't know how much alcohol is in these. I think they're 19%. And they can you can keep them in the fridge for 30 days, but they actually don't have to be refrigerated. Um, and they have all different party packs, variety packs, gift boxes. You can have them for bachelorette parties, birthdays, holidays. And they're just so cute. They ship to you within one to three days of your order. Um, let me see how much they are. Uh Packs of 20 are $60. They come in rosé, Moscow mule, mojito, cupcake, margarita, citrus punch, red, orange, green, or blue. By the way, they're totally not sponsored. I just ordered, I saw it and I ordered them and I loved it so much that I used it for a party and I actually put cotton candy on top of them and I served them for dessert and everyone loved, loved, loved them. And so the nice thing is they're kind of clear on the outside. So you could add a little sticker. So if it's a party, if it's, I mean, I don't think I would do this at a wedding, but maybe like a bachelorette party or a birthday party, you could add like 
They don't do personalization at this point, but you could add either a round sticker on the top or a label around the side of it. I just think they're so fun. And I have to say like, I mean, they're alcoholic, but you know, to do with your dessert, I just think it's so fun. I always love things that are interactive that you can, you know, have a little fun with. So it's not just eating. It's not just drinking. It's something. And and it makes people laugh. I just think these are so, so cool. And I know that you are absolutely going to love them. So that's the hippest, hottest news today. It's the Buzzy Bites. All right. And guess what? So I'm going to film, um, I think next week, I'm going to film the reveal, which isn't really what you're seeing if you're looking at a picture of me while, you know, uh, for the promos. What you're seeing really isn't in the finished product of my studio, but I'm going to film the whole studio. It looks so awesome. Wait till you see my chandelier. It's ridiculous. And um, I'm also going to film, I redid my closet a little bit, and I'm going to do that. So those are going to be on YouTube soon. I promise to let you know when that's happening. Hey, we're still casting for, I think, another week for seven-year stitch. So if you are a couple that has been together around seven years, you could be married, you could be dating, you could be in gay, anything gay, straight, anything. We are looking for couples that are at that period of time that feel like their relationship is stale. You're at an impasse. Uh, and this is something you're ready for help. We want to hear from you. Trooper casting at gmail.com. Okay. So email there. You can DM me. I'll forward it to you. If you can't remember that trooper casting at gmail.com and uh, good luck. And hopefully we'll see you soon. All right, you guys so excited for today's show. Whitney Cummings is here. So stay tuned because she's coming up next. You're listening to Heather Dubrow's world. Well, if you're looking for an electrified vehicle, look no further than Hyundai because Hyundai has the widest range of electrified vehicles on the market. Starting with the 2022 Tucson and Santa Fe plug-in hybrid EVs, you can use electric when you want or gas when you need it. I mean, there's remote charging and flexible ways to fuel up. The Tucson or Santa Fe plug-in hybrid EVs means you can use electric when you want it or gas when you need it. Don't choose between style or function and power or range. You can get both with a plug-in hybrid EV. They're very techy. I mean, both vehicles come with voice recognition and a smart sense suite to help you drive safely. They have turbocharged engines, so they're quiet with rapid acceleration. And they have a digital key that allows you to use your Android phone as a spare key. How cool is that? Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. That's H-Y-U-N-D-A-I-U-S-A.com. HyundaiUSA.com. Now back to Heather Dubrow's world. Um, I'm very excited about my next guest. I thought we were going to be best friends, but we really haven't spoken, except she did call me to hook her up with a plastic surgeon, which we will talk about. <laughs> Whitney Cummings. She's a stand-up comedian, an actress, filmmaker, podcaster, author, et cetera, et cetera, slash, slash, slash. Remember back in the day, it used to be like waitress, slash, model. <laughs> now you have better slashes. Slash actor, slash choreographer, <laughs> slash producer. All of it. Um, um, how are wait, you? hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is gonna be a war of who can okay. interrupt, interrupt the other. Do more. it. I'm so ready. we met 
I was like, we're best friends. Yes. But what I need you to know is talking to someone once a year is you're the closest person to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is you're my best friend. I'm, okay, I know sure. I'm your hundredth best, but you're my number one. No, you're my number one. I love you. I, I just adore you. And I so we did. So I did this David Spade lights out thing, which was super fun, except of course I totally jinxed myself. Cause I, as I'm going on, I'm like, what if the, what if, uh, what if I was going to call it an FBI? My F. Um, um, okay. So you were going on to do stand up for the first time and we were in the back with a microphone. You had a piece in your ear, which is called a IFB, a UTI, whatever it's yeah. called. <laughs> and, <laughs> an IUD, an yeah. IUD in my ear. And, and, it, and it basically went out and you were giving me the funniest jokes and I, I, I could only hear half of it. It was so, but can I tell you, that's part of the reason I totally fell in love with you because it was so imperfect. And when things go wrong, that's when you see who someone really is and you're, you were just so charming and you went with it and you were like, came off afterwards and we're just like having the best time. And I was like, this bitch is just like, like has the best take on the world and the best, it, it just, it made me adore you. Oh, you're so sweet. I loved it. All right. So, okay. The last time I did hear from you though, BFF, you texted me that you would cut your face open and I just, was there a good story behind it at least? Yup. Um, I can only come when someone punches me in the face. I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, no, this, <laughs> this was, so I got COVID bad and I haven't really told everyone the extent of how bad it is because I, I, I just, I was stuck between this thing of like, I didn't want to scare people that were already so scared. Right. And what happened with me seemed like, I mean, it was a lot of people had it this bad, but, but it just, I just didn't want to freak people out. And I wanted to see what start, side of the insanity was me and what was the COVID. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I got, I was on antibiotics and I already had a sinus infection. So it's already predisposed. You know, my immune system was kind of weak, got COVID. They stay through my eyeballs at my mom's nursing home. Um, I told Jennifer Aniston that and she just went, well, you do have big eyeballs. You do have big eyeballs. <laughs> doesn't that, doesn't that suck? Like no good deed. You're at the goddamn nursing home and you get it. That's I, just fucked. Because it was, um, right before new year's and we were, I'm sorry, uh, Christmas. And we were all sort of under this tent. Families were visiting. Everyone was doing the best they could. It's just yeah. it, the whole thing's a shit show. And maybe that's not even true. Maybe I, you know, I made out with a comedian or something that gave me COVID, but it, it happens. Yeah. Uh, uh and so <laughs> I, I was, I, uh, you're, I think we're similar in that I need, I like to be in control of things. I do not like being sick. It's, it's the only time I, I grew up with like, you're fine. Just, you know, put some water on it. Like we right. don't go to the doctor. It's psychological. It's psychosomatic. Yeah. That's a trace it at a bandaid. You're going to be fine. That's it. Have some Robitussin and go to school. <laughs> and so I, I was like trying to fight it. You know, I was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I'm like going for walks and I'm like eating healthy. And I'm, and then I'm just like, maybe I'm just getting older. Like my, I broke my shoulder a while ago, my shoulder's hurting. I'm like, I have cramps. Like what's happening. And, uh, and then they came over to give me a test for a shoot the next day. And they were like, you have COVID. And I just collapsed and I got a lot of the mental stuff. Really? I was really like total I, brain fog. And I, that was, that was all of, uh, uh, February. I was hallucinating. I was calling my lawyer. Like I was like, my boyfriend was with me. Uh, my new boyfriend, who's eight years my younger junior. Yeah, I whatever. saw that cougar lady. Yeah, and I said, and I say to him, <laughs> I'm like, this guy's not giving me my pills. He's stealing from me. And I had a I had a bag packed uh, in my 
clo- uh, closet. And every night I tried to sneak out with my bag. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, you're not giving me my pills. Like it was great. Cause I was trying to take uh painkillers cause the pain, but I-, I couldn't keep anything down. I was puking it up. Oh. He would find me at five in the morning in the bathtub, passed out. I mean, it was wild. Did you, did you, how low did your uh, oxygen get? Do you know your saturation? Shoot. I don't know, but I had the little oxometer. I blocked out most of it. I blocked it. Apparently I watched the entire season of the crown. Don't remember one thing. I was a mess. And so in the middle of the night, I was so cold. I don't know if you had it, but like my bones were cold. You know when you had it? When you like can't get warm and it's like so frustrating. So I get up in the middle of the night, I'm staying at a a friend's because I've, quarantining myself you know i'm have covid and i bend over to put a heating uh plug in a heater like a local heating thing and i slam my face on her side table and i come back up go back to sleep (laughs) wake up and you know me i'm a skincare psycho and i reapply oils and serums in the middle of the night when i get up to go to the bathroom so do i I re-cream. Yeah, I re-cream while I'm peeing. <laughs> that we are soul sisters. We and are. Th- but then uh, do you do me, uh, uh, let's see if you do this. I When I go to sleep, I wear noise-canceling headphones so that I can't turn my head on the pillow so that my pillow doesn't take up any of my product. So I sleep No, listen, like- you just have to sleep on silk, washable silk, because cotton absorbs like a towel. Yes, so it yes. absorbs your things, and then you get the like the sheet scars and the whole thing. Yes. So you got to sleep on the silk. So the silk pillowcase, I, I'm a psycho. I, I sleep in noise-canceling headphones. turn. So that I won't even turn. I sleep face up. And <laughs> I so I, I wake up in the middle of the night or sorry, in the next morning and I've got dried blood all over my face. I don't know it's dried blood. I don't remember anything. So I'm like, I'm touching my face. And I was like, <gasps> and dried blood. I'm like, my skin is dry. The LaMare came off. Get the cream. Get the LaMare. And so I'm crawling down because I cannot walk. I'm crawling down. And I'm like, Alex, come get me. He comes out. I'm covered in dried blood and I've split open my nose. It was a get, serious gash. Had to get six stitches. Went to Dr. Robert Goldberg at UCLA who came in. Like, it looks good. Thank you. You can't even really see it. Hold on. I have no. a little makeup on it right across here. And then I was like, call Heather Dubrow. <laughs> Like in my insanity, you're were my best friend. I was like, she can help us. By the way, as soon as I opened one eye, I saw your text and responded immediately. You were all over it. Yeah, but you had already been taken care of. I was just glad you were okay. I was actually, you're my best friend. I was very, I was very. You're, who I, you're the first person I, you're my in case of emergency on my medical form. I, I love it. <laughs> you're the first person I called. I love it. Oh, well, I'm glad you're okay. It looks fabulous. Um, I was a little worried about you. I have to be honest because, not because of your face, but because. By the way, can you help me with these scars? We'll talk about those later. They're not bad. Boobs look good. Thank you. I agree. I would show you mine, but they're real and it's not, it's not good. Your boobs are real. Bye. Never yeah. mind. Hate you. No, no, they don't. They're not what they were. I used to have the best like natural full days and I had four kids. It's just a disaster. But you know what? It is what I couldn't get my boobs done because I'm married to a plastic surgeon and I live in Orange County. It's too cliche for me. I can't do it. <laughs> I kind of want a reduction now. I want to go back to little tiny boobs. I kind of yeah, miss yeah, them. Yeah, I'm like, I got smaller boobs now. It's kind of, no, but this is why I'm worried about you. I'm worried about you because I've always sort of thought of you as like that younger, prettier, funnier sister that I really don't want because you'd be the younger, funnier, prettier one. But, but... Then I feel like you're having a little midlife crisis and you're not midlife, but the hair and the, and the horse lady outfits and Benton. And I just need to know, <laughs> yeah. I just, I need to know what's going on with you. 
I feel like I was having a crisis before this, what it seems like a midlife crisis, because I spent my whole life like, you know, I had to, I was a very precocious kid. I had a lot of, you know, alcoholism in my life. I kind of had to be the adult. And, you know, maybe you relate to this of when, you know, I was the youngest and everyone else. I had to like make dinner for myself. I had to make my own lunches. I had to take myself to school. I had to do my homework. You know, parents would drive me to the to their work instead of to school because they would forget, you know. So I was the kid that was left there for, you know, till six o'clock at night, you know. And so I think I just had to be an adult too soon. And once I was in high school, I was very much like, I have to get into a good college because then I have to make money. You know, I really want to break the cycle and um, get into a good school. So I was I was really sick with like perfectionism. I had the eating disorders, the whole thing. And I just had to be perfect all the time. And I never had any fun. I, I, I went to, you know, a, 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 co- a great college that I, I did. I spent Where'd you go to school? Of, uh, University of Pennsylvania. Oh, oh. I, okay. oh, oh. <laughs> That was that was when I was having a crisis. All right. Ivanka was in one of my classes. Um, And so I was, you know, I always just look work work. I just want to make it so bad. And then I get into this business. I know you can relate. And I was always just trying to be perfect. Like if I'm just thin enough, if I'm just, I mean, I even was like, I'm too tall because you get in these audition rooms and all the actors are like five, two and you don't get too tall. And like, and at the time, too pretty to be funny. Always, always. You come in for the girl next door that has no jokes, who's just like, hey, how are you? Do you need a massage? Or whatever our stupid dialogue was that was totally boring. And then I'd come in and be funny in the audition about, you know, whatever was happening. And then I would do the role and then I would just be like bombing. And they'd be like, I think she's too quirky or too. I was not, I had an agent tell me to my face uh, uh, when I was 24, you will never be a leading lady. You're not pretty enough. Best case scenario, you'll be like a Lisa Kudrow, who he didn't realize was my hero. <laughs> the comeback is my favorite show ever. So I've just spent so much time being like, okay, I have to look like this. And I have to, the self tanner and the, and the brown hair and the curls and the, that, and that when the pandemic happened, I was like, who would I be if I wasn't trying to please some random executive that I've never met who went to school for advertising and is just trying to cast the girl that he wants to sleep with who reminds him of his high school or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Not to and, be specific, but. But. <laughs> um, oh, I was going to say someone's name. Woo. And then, um, you know, I think that the pandemic, there was this like liberating thing of, you know, I, I've always had brown hair. I've always like wanted to do something with it, but I've never been able to change it because you're on a show. You need continuity. You want people to recognize you. You're like, if I right. change my hair, what if they don't know who it is on the billboard? And what if I don't sell? It's just all fear, fear, fear. And I realized so much of my decisions were, were run by fear. And after my dad passed away, I think something happens when you lose a parent suddenly where you kind of like your DNA clicks on or something. And Mm. I'm really from Virginia, West Virginia. I'm a horse. And I kind of was like trying to hide all that part of me because I think especially in Los Angeles, there's this elitist thing of anyone from the South or Appalachia is like dumb or backwards or because there's all this like elitism here. And uh, once it was like I didn't have to have continuity for a show, a lot of my friends were um, that are makeup artists and hair artists were not making any money because they couldn't because they couldn't touch anyone. Right. So I just told one of my hair artist friends, I was like, what's the most expensive thing you can do? Let's wear masks and test it. And he's like, let's dye her hair blue. And I was like, all right, we're not. We thought we were going to die, Heather. Remember when we were wiping our groceries? Yeah. I was like, remember when we were hoarding toilet paper? I was like, screw it. Let's go blue. We're all going to die. And then, um, you know, and then if you're loud and a woman and you have blue hair, you like, you're crazy. Everyone's trying to put you in rehab. Yeah. So, (laughs) and then I did start doing a podcast where, cause it used to be people would see me practice something for eight months and then do it on stage. And now you're raw. 
and I have a speech impediment nobody ever knew about. And I'm a little like, this is the personality I've been trying to hide for the longest time. <laughs> and I'm at the point where I'm just like, fuck it, dude. Like I, I owe it to myself to be authentic and just have a good time. And who gives a shit? The problem is if you do dye your hair blue, you do have to brush it. And I, and I, I, I wasn't brushing it and it did look, I did look like Krusty the Clown. I'm like now like the Courtney Love of comedy. No, no, no. I love it. I think it's crazy. But two things on that. First of all, so my dad passed away a few years ago. I'm so, so sorry. Thank you. I understand. But we actually pretty much have the same relationship now. So it's not really, you know, nothing's really changed. That's what yeah, my yeah, yeah. keep talking about. But, but I do understand what you're saying. But what I think is so interesting about what you just said is the fear thing, because I mean, getting up on stage as a stand-up comic, it's the ultimate taming of the fear. I mean, that is possibly the most frightening thing you could do. You are bare naked on a stage completely alone. So the fact that you would have fear anywhere else is just so interesting. A hundred percent. And, and, you know, it's, 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 I, I don't think that I'm, I don't still think about you going up on stage that night because what you did is actually incredibly r rare. You're, you just went right up there and did it. I mean, this is public speaking is usually uh, everyone's biggest fear, like above death, I think, or something. And there is a biological basis for it, which is that yeah. in tribal times, if you were talking to a group of people, it usually meant you were on trial and you were defending yourself. And if you didn't defend yourself properly, you would be killed essentially. So it's a very primordial fear uh, and then add to being a woman who everybody already thinks like we're shrill and annoying anyway. So having a microphone and doing something that's traditionally kind of masculine and authoritative, you know, like I don't deserve to be here, the imposter syndrome. And when I started, right. like, well, that's an actor thing too. I mean, for sure. But yeah, I mean, totally. Uh, there's definitely something emotionally dyslexic or off about when I go on stage, even if I'm failing, I feel better than when I'm, cause it's, I think it really is everyone's fundamental need to be like seen and heard for whatever reason, me being on stage, uh, my brain shuts off because it's normally always like negative thoughts, negative thoughts, negative thoughts. But when you're on stage and you have to, you can only go second by second by second. And if you show any fear, you're going to lose them. You're going to lose your right. power. So for me, stand-up was the only way I could get present and shut down the inner monologue of madness. I'm also on Prozac. That helps. By the way, of course that helps. I love that you've gotten to this place though, because you're, you're honestly, you're really young. I mean, I think I'm 52. It's taken me to this age to feel that way and to, to sort of like, and I am a control freak and all that, but which is, which is like, fine. That is, don't pathologize that. That's you were why the tribes proliferated. Your great ancestors that were control freaks kept everyone alive. Oh yeah. And I'm keeping a lot of people alive. I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. Everyone's good here. So you're fucking amazing. You're listening to Heather Dubrow's World. Hey guys, it's Melissa Gorga from Melissa Gorga on Display. And I am very excited to give you a little look into episode two. I am going to be talking to New York Times best-selling author Dave Quinn, who wrote the book with all the juicy scoop on all the Real Housewives. Dave, I'm so excited to talk to you. I am thrilled to be here, Melissa. And I have to say, you have so much behind the scenes that happened on The Real Housewives in New Jersey that you've never spoken about before. So I'm ready to get you to open up about all those things. Let's make amends for the tea you didn't spill when we talked in the book because you were so nice to everybody. And I promise you, Melissa, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not going to sing on display to you over and over again. But just know that in my head right now, that's what's playing on repeat. Of course it is. What else would be playing in your head right now? 
Okay, listeners, make sure you listen to episode two of Melissa Gorga on display. Now back to Heather Dubrow's world. So what I'm curious about, so you're going back on tour. Yes, ma'am. Like crazy. Like crazy, which is great. I want to, by the way, tell me when you're coming anywhere near. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be in, um, I don't know what this comes out, but I'm going to be in Brea this weekend. If you want to come up and do a. not near me. It's, yeah, but it's like an hour. It's the, (laughs) okay, all right. I may not be Magellan, but I think. (laughs) Why don't we, I'll order you an Uber pool and I'll get you there. Yeah, tell me when you're coming. I want to come. But this is what I'm curious about. Are you, what, how are you changing? All right. I want to know how you're changing things or if you're changing things because, all right, so I'm, I'm not that controversial, quite frankly. However, yeah. I do say things off the cuff. And I, on the podcast a week ago, I said, I was talking about my experience. I was at the spa and I was having a treatment, okay? And okay. I'm telling about the experience. And I go, so I go into this room and it's one of these showers where there's like spray coming from. Oh, yeah, yeah, angle. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, it was like Auschwitz, but good, right? And so- I, I thought that was, I, it just came out of my mouth. They didn't sort of plan it. It just came out of my mouth. I just sort of thought it was funny afterwards. I think I'm Jewish. I, can, I mean, I am Jewish, but I think I can say this because I'm Jewish. But, I, but then I got a couple, not many, two comments about that. Two was, comments. I know, Terry, two. who will say, say the same thing to me. But here's my point. Is it like cockroaches? Does two represent, you know, 2,000? I don't know. But can you be funny anymore? Do you have to be careful? What no, are you we're doing? funnier. This whole thing has made us funnier. Um, Twitter, uh, what is it? 20% of people are on Twitter. Of that, 2% generate 80% of the comments. And most of those people take no risks in their life. They're not the kind of people that are buying tickets to come see comedy. They're just people that want that are high oh. on self, self-righteous indignation. I don't even like to say that because they're obviously in a lot of pain. Think about how much pain you would have to be in to like want to, you know ruin your hero's day i mean you follow me you saw it you like me and now you're like you know hurting yourself by by taking away the person that entertains you like this is like a self-destructive behavior on your end it has nothing to do with me like i'm all about being accountable and i will you know i've apologized for only one thing um uh because if you come to a comedian or entertainer's page and expect to see um someone playing it safe. Our job is to take risks. Our job is right. to, uh, we get paid to take people through a haunted house of like, like things you're not supposed to say, the taboo stuff. Like that's what we do. If you go into a comedy club or listen to a Heather DeBro podcast or watch her um, Instagram feed and expect it to be boring as shit, just go follow a boring person. Go follow right. whatever, all these self-help people that just are say the same shit over and over again. Like don't follow, you know? So it's to me, it's like, and you drove to, drove to the comedy club, you came in, you sat down, you bought a drink, you saw the comedians on the wall, and then I came on stage and was a comedian, and now you're upset. Like, this is your problem. Um, and, you know, there's certain things that definitely, there's no reason I believe any white comedian should be saying the N-word, like, unless you have a the best joke on the planet. I just can't, I just can't imagine it. So there's right. certain things that's like are unnecessary to say, but you let the audience decide that live in a comedy club. And the more things people make taboo, the funnier we get. So that joke you just told is way funnier now than it would have been five years ago because not of how, to those two people, apparently, but those two people are just looking to be mad. They're probably on nine. They're probably the people that sign up for Yelp and are like, mm, my salmon was cold. It's like, these are people that, that were not seen and heard and it's also, you know, Bill Burr made a great point. When he came on my podcast where he said, um, he was like, uh, 
you know, who cares about comments? If when I was young, if there was a way to connect to my hero, like to be able to set, I would, all I would do is be like, Hey jerk, you suck. Like, it's funny. Like, we don't know how old these people are. We don't know who they are. We assume they're sane people like our friends. They could be 15. They could be 30. They can be going through a depression. They could be mentally ill. Who knows? You know? So it's, if you believe the good, you have to believe the bad. So I just, I stay out of the comments. I do auto block. You don't read them. I do sometimes, but I've auto blocked it because I don't want the couple sort of people that are in pain to thwart me from being able to connect with the people that have good intentions. So I I sometimes respond to the people um, that because I don't want to delete comments. I'll just go like, hey, like, you know, look through my old work. I'm the same. I'm the same person I've always been. You know, I've I've never, you know, not said. I mean, I did the roasts for five years. If you want to cancel me, I was going to ask, by the way, you on the roast is like the funniest thing oh, ever. One of my nice. favorite things because yeah, I mean, just hilarious. But do you think that roast will continue? No, I, I don't. I, I don't think at this moment, the iteration that was happening will continue. I think that if like, you know, and I've kind of floated it by, you know, a couple people, but the idea of like, let's do one on OnlyFans where we can really go for and say some, say <laughs> something do it cr- naked. Yes. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't only wear the ta-ta tops or whatever, but yeah. And, and, uh, and like do all the things we're not allowed to say and the Auschwitz, but, but, you know, better jokes and the stuff like that. The people that are really seeking out comedy, because what we're doing is like, there's a lot of people that want actual comedy and we're just not giving it to them. Like, like comedians telling people how to vote and lecturing them on how to be a good person. It's like, dude, your whole thing is about how you're an alcoholic drug addict and you cheat, but here's how you need to vote. It's like, what are you doing? It's so true. You know, I totally stay out of politics and I do get comments sometimes like you have a platform, you should use it. And I'm like, there's so many smarter people than me mm-hmm. that that you should really listen to. And yeah. I'm just going to shut up so yeah. that the smart voices can be heard <laughs> and I'll just be here like to entertain you. So my thing is like always like you have a platform. Yeah, but you know what? I don't have a political science degree. Yeah. So I have no idea. What Although you did go to about. UPenn. So that's right. I'm, I'm, you're right. I'm a genius. Um, <laughs> and so I spent most of the time like acting in random theaters. Um, and, uh, I also, my deal is just amplify the people that do know. So I'm going to retweet, you know, uh, Toronto Burke. I'm just like, let's just get the people that do know what they're talking about more followers. Just retweet Brittany Packnett Cunningham. Like for me to say like, guys, like this is what you should be doing. Like as a white person, it's like, no, 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 just amplify the people that need more followers and then actually are qualified to educate. So you don't hear a a comedian who two posts ago was buck naked, you know, jelly wrestling or mud wrestling. (laughs) And it's now like, okay, guys, it's time. Uh, We need to talk about Georgia local state election. I'm like, I don't know when I don't even know what that is. I'd have to go to school for two months to even know what I'm saying. It's too much. I can barely do my 10 year old's math and I'm not joking. I'm just saying, like, I, I think I think the key is just knowing your weaknesses and not trying to do this performative activism just to get likes and to, you know, the pr- person that comes to you and is like, you're using that you already were mad at me or you already you just want my attention. And like, I don't know what to tell you. Go to betterhelp.com. There there's a there's a word for P. Pe- I can't remember what it is, but there's a, actually a, a word for people that follow you that hate you. Boy, ex-boyfriends. Well, it is called a fan, by the way, but it, but they're they're actually like not frenemy, but there's like some kind of word. Here's my for deal. It. Oh, like a hate follower or something. Here's hate my fo- deal. Like a hate follower. Here's yeah. my deal. Richard Pryor is one of my favorite comedians ever. Yeah, he caught himself on fire with a crack pipe and openly said he hit his wife. Like I'm not like fuck you. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? It's like people, especially comedians, who say, "Hi, I'm flawed, and I'm going to tell you about all my flaws for a living." And then you come at me and tell me I have a flaw. I'm like, bitch. I hate myself too. No one has more notes for me than me. 
So if you're going to come at me with a criticism, like, what are you doing? I have a list a mile long. I'm sorry, I can't get to yours right now. Like, so to me, it's just a little bit like, it's like people say comedians are punching down. You, We're openly mentally ill. Like, that's what we do. You know, we openly say we're idiots and, you know, whatever. And then you guys are like, but how come you're not behaving like um, a, a scholar from Oxford? It's like, dude, you saw my last special. All I did was talk about dicks. Now you want me to like, talk, you know what I mean? It's just sort of like what they want us to be heroes now. And um, so I just stayed talking about my vagina. You know, All right. We're going to talk about the vagina. I know you're very into vaginas, but I have to tell you, and then we're going to do a quick round robin because I know you have like a million interviews, but we really do need when oh. I'm up in L.A., we have to get together. We have to go have drinks together. And yeah, I come down there sometimes too. where you um, Alp, where are you in San Diego? No, in uh, Newport I'm not, Beach. I'm not allowed to ask. Oh, fan, that's not far at all. I know. I'm up in okay. LA all the time. My, egg, my eggs are, my, my frozen eggs are in Redondo. Mine are in Beverly Hills. They should meet. We should, we should. <laughs> <laughs> Why are mine in Redondo? I guess I couldn't afford the good real estate. I don't know. I'm, I'm in the high red district, but they've been frozen for a long time. So they probably have freezer burn by this point. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about vaginas. I know you're very into vaginas. I know you, I know you like saying the real words, which I think is great. Because my yeah. parents, well, first of all, very 1950s, they didn't talk about anything. Anyway, I've yeah. given my girls, you know, dissertation on, you know, the, the evolution of pubic hair throughout the decades. But <laughs> my mom used to say, like, when you, when you went to pee, she would call it a sissy. And I'm like, even to this day, I'm like, you ruined this for me. People call their sisters sissy. And now I just- Oh, like, funny. Pee. So annoying. That's so interesting. I got a lot of- um, yeah, call it your foo-foo, your bunny, your fifi, which was always just so confusing. Um, we used to say pusemos so from sp- in Spanish class. Like we, it means we Oh, that's put. cute. Pusemos. Oh, interesting. I don't, I just remember, do you remember like watching tampon ads and the, uh, the, the, the liquid was always blue. Yes. And you just sort of be like, and then you have your period and you're like, ah, why is it blue? Like there was no. <laughs> It was always like dancing around it. And my deal is like, I'm not obsessed with like vagina. I'm just obsessed with like how we're meant to be like shamed about them. I remember when I was like 10, I went through like a grocery store and I, there was a whole aisle dedicated to de-stinking your vagina douche and smell like how smelly are our vagina. You know, it's like we just get these messages because I think women, it's our big insecurity. And we spend all this money. It's like fragranced tampons. Like, why am I putting perfume in my pussy? Oh, it's so gross. And then there was a whole thing about like how douching could cause you to have a problem that makes you need to douche. Yes, exactly. Like, you know how lip balm often uh, has an ingredient in it that makes your lips dry so that you need it more. So I'm like, as a comedian, that's our whole thing is like how we're getting manipulated, how um, uh, questioning everything is kind of my thing. And then I I went to do stand up for the first time. uh, And I remember saying something, I said vagina something. It wasn't like a dirty joke, I don't think. And and half the crowd was like, <gasps> half the crowd, the women were screaming. The waitresses were like, wow. And, and it was just such, a, I was like, this is such an incendiary word. This is so odd to me. And then right. I was labeled a dirty, com- a dirty comedian, a raunchy comedian. And it was just like, what are we doing? And like, I know a lot of girls that, you know, go to their healthcare providers and they like, can't even ask like, Hey, what, I have this weird thing on my, you know, and then you're like, never mind. You're like, we're embarrassed even at our gynos to, to talk about it. So I just, um, I've had a, like a real rough journey with birth control. I've talked about it in my special for years. So working with Anna Vera and like screaming from the rooftops, what's what's going on with this? Because we, we tend to in our business talk about like we need more female directors, like we need more, you know, females doing this, but they don't take into account 
how much less time we all have because of the rigmarole of like, you know, just just like I used to spend pretty much every weekend when I was on tour trying to call a pharmacy to get the birth control ordered to the other city so I didn't miss one. And we have less time in general because of all of this stuff. And this is the first birth control that's ever not sucked time for me. That, well, I, I love that you're doing this. I think it's amazing. I love normalizing things. Again, my parents were very 1950s, so I knew nothing. I thought when I got my period, I thought I was dying, literally. And my sister and I talk about this all the time. So I have died. I, I talk about everything with my kids, and they are very well-versed in everything. And, you yeah. know, being married to a Now with the internet, now with the, with the internet, they're going to find out the wrong shit if you don't right. tell them the right shit first. Yeah. You got to talk to them. So I love that you're doing this. All right. I know you have to go, but I have to ask you, do you know how much you're worth online? Uh, I, I ever, always look everyone else up. Um, yes. Are you Googling I remember yourself it. right now? No, I'm, I'm actually Googling yours. Oh, um, I've seen mine. Jesus. It's not right. I'm worth way more than that. What? <laughs> I mean, you are like worth, worth, but financially, Christ. No, mine, I believe is, I don't know. Let me ask you something. Does it include like homeowner? Like what yeah, does it it's include? Like, it's like your like, package. It's like, what, what are you worth as a person? Your real estate, your stocks, your things, your whatever. Does it, does it count if I spent $2 million on rehabs? Do I get, does that count? You don't get a credit for that. No, not on me, not on me, not on me, <laughs> on other people. <laughs> Not on me. Um, yeah, does it, what about all this money I've spent on Ulthera? Is that going to No, no, be what it? you've spent, by the way, I, I hear Morpheus 8 is the way to go. My neck is no bueno, but that Morpheus 8 is supposed to be good. Morpheus I am not sponsored. Eight. Morpheus 8, I haven't heard of. Is I'll that like the threading? You. The threading? Okay. I need to take, we need to have a sidebar conversation about these okay. things. Got but it. But I'll I'll I do, you. I do do Ulthera. Please tell me if it's bad. I don't um, do Ulthera. I, my skin is so sensitive. I can't do anything, but I hear your this skin Morpheus looks incredible. 8. I hear this Morpheus 8 is very, very good. But no, they say that you're worth $30 million. Whoa, good for me. Yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. What a lot of times a lot of people don't know is that you give half to the free. I mean, I live in California, so cut that in, in half, 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 half. And yeah, why then, do you live in California? We are so stupid. Uh, I like it here because uh, I have my animals and my horses. And my. I wouldn't – here's the thing. If I moved, I wouldn't have any million to save in taxes, you know, so I will – I want to move to West Virginia one day and ver- back to Virginia. But for now, with the, you too, for the podcast guests that we get, we got to stay here for a while. Got to stay here for a while. Um, uh, okay. And by the way, you know, I rescued two dogs over the pandemic. Yay! George and Roxy, they're super cute. And Obsessed. Obsessed with you. Okay. So I would say this is, I, I, I would have to do some Googling, but I really hope this is my net worth. I, 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 everyone steals from me. Who knows? By the way, we've had that happen too. Right. Yeah, I get this. In, I get invoices from people I don't even know, and I'm just like, I'm so oh, it looks good, fine, Amazon, <laughs> fine, whatever, fair, yeah, fine. fair enough. It. It's all yeah. good. Okay, so I need to know if you care where you sit at a restaurant. I love you. I'm obsessed with you and your questions. I do care. I don't like people behind me. I get um, weird about it. I like to sit in a corner where I can see everything. Back I'm to like, the wall. Yeah, back to the wall. But do you care also where the actual table is located in the restaurant? 
Oh my God. Are you, are you out Virgoing me right no, now? No, no. This is like a big deal for me. I love it. I love this. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, and when you get to a point in your life and I think like the, what everyone thinks is a midlife crisis for me, when you get to the point where you just fucking know exactly what you want and you fucking want it and you don't go apologize for it, people think you're losing your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, what drug are you on? I'm like, I think it's just called self-esteem. Yeah. I know it looks crazy, but I like to be in the corner, uh, and, Oh, away from the noise. I don't like being near the doors. I, I have a lot of stipulations uh, yeah. for hotel rooms, too. I don't like being near the doors where the sh- the the waiters come in and out or waitresses. I don't yep. like being near the bar or the speaker or the or, bus station or the bus station. I like to be I'm just I have this thing called misophonia where everything's just so loud to me and I can't focus on anything if I hear other noise. So if there's another if there's a table like in gregarious merriment and they're being loud, I'll have to move even if it's halfway through the meal. Like I'm I'm annoying. I love that we can totally eat together. Yeah, Terry and I are crazy. Like crazy. we have to have the exact right table. You have to be sitting in the right thing. The chairs mm-hmm. have to be right. When we go to Mastro's, they change the chairs for us. And look, it's not crazy. That's just sort of like I'm paying a lot of money to eat here. This is a special night out. My night is valuable. Like if you're not going to accommodate it, I don't blame you. But I just like this is the way that I'm going to be able to do this. Otherwise, I'll just stay home and order in. You know, but exactly. All I right. like a corner booth. Okay, love you too. You are fabulous. Um, we need to get together soon. I'm going to text you because you you have to be my best friend. Um, Hold on, let me make I'm gonna sure. You, I'm going to tell you about the Morpheus Eight and um, tell everyone how you're fun- still okay. I'm texting you right now, just so you text me right me. now. Okay. Um, tell everyone how to get tickets for your tour. I just got your message. Yes, it's. I don't know why anyone is still confused, uh, but WhitneyCummings.com or just <laughs> Google Whitney Cummings tickets. People are like, how do I get tickets for your show? I'm like, I don't know. How did you get to this airport? How did you okay, get well, to this restaurant? Okay, well, I'm going to come see you and we're going to make a champagne date and I wish you the best of luck on the tour. Continued success in everything and I adore you. I think I come to San Diego soon. Okay, so okay. I will stalk you. I love it. I love you, Mama. Thanks for having me. Bye, sweetheart. Oh, my God. I love her. I love Whitney Cummings, my best friend. Um, Okay. So, oh, by the way, if you're interested in the whole vagina situation, you can go to justsayvagina.com and learn all about that. Um, You can go get tickets for her show. And what else do I want to tell you guys? I don't know. That's it. It's Mother's Day weekend for everyone that is celebrating, and I'm going to say everyone's going to celebrate in some capacity because we're either a mom or we have a mom, whether they're here or we just miss them. You know, there's something to be said for taking a moment and, you know, just being super grateful for everything that we have. I am very grateful for you guys. I wish you the most beautiful Mother's Day weekend. I can't wait to hear everyone's stories, and I will tell you how my whole thing went down. Let's hope it goes well. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to Heather Dubrow's World. Download new episodes every Thursday and Friday on Podcast One, the Podcast One app, or Apple Podcasts. And please make sure to subscribe to the show and leave a lovely five-star rating. Go to Apple Podcasts and say how much you love Heather Dubrow's World. See you next week. Brought to you by Hyundai and the 2022 Tucson and Santa Fe plug-in hybrid EVs. Learn more about the widest range of electrified vehicles at HyundaiUSA.com.
All this month, stream the funniest films for free on Pluto TV. Watch comedy classics like Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and Mean Girls. Or drop in for a Tyler Perry marathon with a Medea family funeral and Medea's witness protection. Pluto TV also has hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows like Get Shorty, Be Cool, Key and Peel, Comedy and Color, and more. And no contracts, no subscriptions, no fees, no joke. So download the Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start laughing today. Pluto TV, drop in, watch free.